Welcome to the Refuterary Podcast. Your podcast is all about your mental health and well-being. In today's episode, we welcome it again the one and only Dr. Asura, all the way from the UK, joining us to talk about depression, which is such an important uh, topic in our modern world. Hello, Dr. Asura. Hello, Rashida. How are you? Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I'm doing good. What about you? Okay, great. I'm fine, too. Thank you very much for having me here today. Well, it's an honor to have you to always talk about important topics. Yes, exactly. We need to bring more awareness uh, to mental health and um, well, all, all things related to it. And uh, dep- depression is one of the, of the topics that is quite um commonly talked about in a way but on the other hand there is lots of misunderstanding what depression really is how it differs from sadness for example also uh, recently we have this buzzword um, uh, high functioning depression lots of people talk about that but not everyone knows what actually um, it is fully about so um, this is why we are meeting here today to uh, talk about about depression, clarify uh, the differences between depression, sadness, high-functioning depression, and also to uh, talk a bit about the mechanism of um, of depression, how how it happens that we actually at some point may uh, be diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. I agree with you about the um, misconceptions out there. I mean, now in the modern life, like everyone you meet, they tell you like almost everyone you meet, well, I have depression mm-hmm. or I have this or that. And when you ask them uh, if you visit like a psychologist or are you going to therapy, who just start talking about this uh, YouTube channel that he's following or so there is a lot of misconceptions there influencers that talk about these kind of things but unless one goes to see psychologists or someone or therapists and have been an official uh, diagnosis with depression there's a lot we can say about this topic and Dr. Astera here is today here with us to help us understand more. So, um, Dr. Sarah, uh, I mean, it's your show. What is depression? Can you help us understand? Yeah, sure, of course. I'm, I'm very happy, Rashida, that you've invited me today to talk about this topic because depression is an illness and we have to understand that um, although this illness is uh, considered to be a mental illness, uh, well, the physical component in this illness is actually um, quite an important one because this is something that I will talk a bit later today uh, after telling um, what depression is. But uh, the mechanism behind depression um, is something which is in our body. It's very much related um, to how our brain works, how... uh, how the biochemistry of our brain works. And uh, that's why depression shouldn't be uh, stigmatized as only a mental illness, because uh, these days uh, we already know that it's not only about uh, feeling sad. It's, it has its, um, its uh, source 
uh, in the body. So, well, depression is like any other illness, really. It's just, um, well, manifests differently than, for example, an illness which is well, very physical, like, I don't know, appendicitis or or something else, endometriosis, right? Depression is pretty much like all those illnesses. It's just manifesting in a, in a different way. And that's why there is a lot of stigma um, attached to depression or also other mental illnesses. But the thing is that, um, well, it all comes from our body. And that's very important to, to realize how depression starts um, how it continues, what are the symptoms. And um, as you asked, well, depression is also called major depressive disorder, or some people also um, call depression clinical depression. And uh, that's a very common, unfortunately, these days, um, and a serious mood disorder. Like 20, 30 years ago, depression wasn't um, that much talked about. Um, even if people had depression, they prefer not to talk about it at all. Someone just went to the doctor, got the meds, because it was stigmatized very much. These days, unfortunately, because of of the chronic stress that we are experiencing, because life has um, has gone really, really crazy comparing to what it was 30 or 40 years ago due to the different reasons. But lots of people... Uh, today suffer from depression, so that's why we talk more about this topic. But nevertheless, there is still this, you know, old stigma uh, linked to depression. Uh, but as I said, we have to understand that depression is just like any other illness, and um, to be diagnosed with uh, depression, um, the Diagnostic uh, and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, the DSM-5, uh, 5 for, stands for the fifth edition, um, the DSM-5 um, gives us the following criteria uh, to diagnose someone uh, with depression. So basically, if, um, if a patient comes and we suspect that uh, they may suffer from depression, we need to go through the list of those symptoms, and one must be experiencing um, five or more symptoms from this list um, over the same period of two weeks. So all those five or more symptoms has, have to be present in the same two-week period. And um, one, uh, at least one of uh, those five symptoms have to be, um, first one is depressed mood, or the second one, loss of interest or Pleasure. So basically, these are like the very, very core um, diagnostic criteria for uh, depression, that at least one of the symptoms has to be either depressed mood or, or loss of interest or pressure, pleasure. So uh, depressed mood is about being depressed, feeling depressed, very, very low um, most of the day. And if we talk about this period of two weeks, yeah, but this um, used for diagnosis, uh, it has to happen nearly every day or, in fact, every day. So that's that's the first criteria. Um, the second one, loss of interest or pleasure. So here it is about uh, the diminished interest or or pleasure in all or almost all activities. Uh, for the most of the day 
and also nearly for every day or every day in the period of those two weeks. And this uh, diminished interest or pleasure in um, doing some activities that were previously very um, interesting and pleasurable to the person, it's very visible to the person and also it can be very visible to others. Um, so these are the main uh, the main two criteria. But uh, the other criteria that also have uh, have to be present is, um, for example, another one is slowing down, um, which is basically the reduction of physical movement uh, that is also observable to others and not only to the person. So basically, uh, you can see that the person with depression is quite slow in their physical movement, for example, comparing to what a well, normal person, so to say, uh, behaves like. So they may be just uh, doing things slowly and that can be noticeable. Though, on the other hand, some people have periods, periods of restlessness as well, um, instead of being slowed down or sometimes those uh, two things, restlessness and being slowed down, you know, they can come in waves in a way. So sometimes it is actually that the person with depression may may look like they were actually quite energized, but um, it's not really necessarily like that. But it can be it can be seen like this by some people who are observing, right? And then another symptom is about fatigue or loss of energy nearly every day, and that's uh, about feeling. Um, well, just feeling like you didn't have any energy to do anything. And that's even if you sleep um, or try to sleep for eight hours at least, or even more. This is when you basically try to eat um, healthy. You may even take different um, diet supplements like vitamins, and you still feel very fatigued and very low on your energy nearly every day. So that's, that's a symptom too. Also, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt nearly every day or every day. And that's about feeling that you are not worthy enough. You are not a worthy person. You may also feel very guilty. And that can, um, that can come from, from like anything. Like you may feel guilty that uh, you are on this earth. Or you may feel guilty that uh, other people, your family members, for example, have to deal with your uh, with your low mood and and your low energy. So there is lots of inappropriate guilt that a normal person wouldn't really feel. But a person who is depressed, um, they may feel lots of inappropriate guilt almost every day. Then another symptom is diminished ability to think or concentrate and also being indecisive nearly every day or every day again. So, um, well, people with depression, they one of the things that they uh, complain about is that they can't really focus on anything. And uh, that can be at work, that can be at home. They lose uh, their focus very, very quickly. For example, they, they can't focus even on the news or on watching uh, their, their favorite uh, TV show or, or things like that. It's just not possible to concentrate for, for a long time. And by a long time, I, it can be even five minutes uh, for people with depression. And also, uh, they are very indecisive. They don't know what, what to do. They can't uh, make up their mind. 
So that's one of the of the symptoms as well. And then um, one of the symptoms that we should be really um, aware of and we should pay attention whether the person who we suspect may have depression uh, is not actually trying to, for example, um, uh, commit a suicide or plan a suicide because recurrent mm -hmm. thoughts of death, also uh, recurrent suicidal ideation or making specific plans to commit suicide and then a suicide attempt, um, these are also symptoms of depression. So, of course, it can start with just recurrent thoughts of death, but if um, that's far, farther on can proceed to uh, ideation of, of committing a, a suicide and then actually making a, well, real plan of how to commit a suicide. And then, of course, this the last step, there can be a suicide attempt. So that's actually very important to um, to pay attention whether a person that we suspect might be might be depressed, whether they are not um, not doing something in the direction of actually hurting themselves, because that's uh, that's something that can end up their lives if they are uh, successful, so to say, in their uh, suicide attempt. So these are all those symptoms that uh, must five of them at least, with one being the, the depressed mood and the other loss of interest um, or pleasure in different activities. Uh, that's um, all those symptoms that uh, needs to be present, at least five of them, um, to diagnose someone with um, depression. And um, also, which is very important, um, with... Um, all those symptoms, they must, um, they must co cause distress to the person and also impair um, their functioning in their social life, work life or in other important areas of life. Because if um, they do not really impair um, the social, occupational or, or other areas of life, then um, it may be actually the, uh, what we call high-functioning depression, and I will talk about it a bit later. But nevertheless, it doesn't doesn't mean that it's any less um, less um, serious because um, high-functioning depression as well has to be treated. But um, as I said, these are the symptoms that um, that are typical for depression. And also, one of the important things to remember is that. Uh, all those symptoms, they must not be related to any other medical condition because some physical condition can also um, cause some of those symptoms. And also those symptoms are not related to substance abuse because, well, and, um, with people who are abusing different substances, some of those symptoms may be present and they are not really indicating necessarily depression, but they may indicate substance abuse. But if it's not about substance abuse, like, for example, alcohol, if it's not about having any other medical condition that somehow affects your body in a way that some of those symptoms can be present, then it's pretty likely it is actually depression. Well, thank you, Dr. Sira, for explaining for us and not taking us towards the symptoms and um, Kind of like uh, in this way, we have a better understanding of what uh, depression is really used. And uh, now uh, you will help us understand also what is the difference between um, this feeling sad and sure. and depression and how can we differentiate. Mm -hmm. um, now for 
whomever that is listening to this podcast episode, please, if you felt like you are or you have dealt in the past or you felt that you have these symptoms as Dr. Sarah listed them, or at least five of these symptoms, and you are in doubt, or maybe you felt something, um, you know, uh, let us stay away from what we call auto-diagnosis. Mm-hmm. This is just how you understand. And the first step, if you feel like you need something to prove to yourself that either you have it or not, please go to a therapist. This is your, you know, what really makes you uh, seek, let's say, the reality, whether you have it or not, because often we label ourselves with something that maybe we don't have. And this is a big problem. This is really a huge um, problem. issue that even psychologists and therapists are complaining about because uh, like people have these assumptions and they seek self-help, which means that if you have depression, you will maybe getting yourself into more trouble and you will just make it harder for yourself and for the person who will be treating you. Because by the time that you will seek therapy, maybe in one year or maybe in a few months, your case may be getting worse or maybe getting better or maybe you'll be just stable but let us just be away stay away from auto diagnosis and continue to listen to this uh, episode dr sarah will help us understand how we can differ between sadness and depression and give us also some insight about mm-hmm. the mechanism depression yes and um yeah i very much agree with what you said uh, rashida it, we are not um, doing those podcasts only for people to uh, diagnose themselves, like, uh, you know, based on what they are hearing now. But what is important is, as you said, if someone feels that they actually may be depressed because they have been experiencing at least five of those symptoms for quite a long time, maybe even more than two weeks, then it's important that they contact a medical professional. It can be a therapist, but it can be even um, a general practitioner, like the regular doctor that they go to, for starters, right? So that's uh, that's very important to, um, to do something with it, because depression, as any other illness, can be treated, and uh, no one has to suffer in silence, and especially as, as I said, one of the um, symptoms is unfortunately uh, so suicidal ideation and um, well if that goes too far um, someone can lose their life because of this illness and that does not have to happen but what is important is to act and if you suspect that you may be actually depressed then definitely contact at least your general practitioner and then they will guide you from where either where you pre- prescribe you uh, medication if they think that you really have depression or they will not if they think it's not depression or they may refer you to for example a psychiatrist they can prescribe you uh, therapy etc etc depending on the country and the healthcare system so that's very important but um, as you said yeah um, we should also know that not every person who Uh, sort of things that they have depression not every person like that is really clinically depressed because pretty often um, 
we may feel that we are pretty uh, pretty low on energy we are a bit more sad than uh, usual we also may have lost some interest in doing some activities but not necessarily in doing some other activities uh, but people commonly refer to that kind of um, state as depression or they can call it seasonal depression for example in those countries where uh, there are at least uh, the four seasons you know when uh, the autumn comes, uh, it's getting darker outside, um, the day is shorter, it's getting cold, it's getting snow, and people start feeling more sad than they, um, than they felt in the summer, of course, and um, pretty often they would refer to themselves as having a seasonal depression, but that's not uh, necessarily depression, and um, the difference is um, well, it's sometimes hard to differentiate for at, le at least for lay people because um, all those symptoms that are associated with depression, they in some way may be present in sadness, but with some um, exceptions. And uh, but the, those exceptions make a distinction between uh, having a clinical depression and being just sad, or even having um, the so-called uh, adjustment. Uh, disorder, um, which is like a depressive reaction, but to a specific thing happening in our life, specific event. And it's the same with, um, with sadness, because um, sadness is a normal emotion, and sadness sometimes uh, is experienced by uh, everyone. And it also very much depends what is happening in our life, uh, because if we are struggling, if we have some um, challenging uh, events, for example, um, we may feel sometimes sad, yeah, because we don't know what to do, we don't know how to uh, move on, we don't know how to proceed in a specific difficult situation at work or maybe in private life. So uh, we all may feel sad uh, at different points uh, of our lives. For example, we can also feel sad when uh, our relationship ends or when someone dies from our family or, or among our friends. So um, one thing that um, distinguishes between sadness and depression is that sadness is usually um, caused by some specific situation, maybe also um, by another person, like if let's say you are bullied at work or at school, or maybe some event. And with depression is uh, different because depression doesn't really need any trigger. And that's, um, that's what happens in some percentage of, of uh, the patients that are diagnosed with depression. They suddenly um, start being depressed. The onset of depression is quite uh, quick. They may feel quite good one day and uh, you know during the next week, depression uh, kicks in and after a week, they are they are basically already um, pretty much be, being able to be diagnosed as depressed uh, depressed person, right? Um, because uh, all those uh, all those symptoms are so strong that while well, you well you still have to wait until two weeks and let's see uh, whether it's really a depression. As I said, this period of two weeks is pretty important, but still you may even after a week see that the person is actually has changed so, so much without the reason. And that happens. Um, so it's very important to distinguish 
that and uh, distinguish sadness because if someone starts being um what do you would say sad but there was nothing in their life nothing happened everything as it was and and last week they were still fine and uh, and this week they they look really like someone with clinical depression that may actually be clinical depression so that's uh, that's one of, of the important things and also a person that is suffering from depression uh, they feel sad or hopeless about everything it's not about the particular situation or a person or an event that happened it's about everything so the, uh, a person who is clinically depressed um, they may have actually every reason to be happy but uh, they just don't experience joy, joy and pleasure anymore. So they may actually um, have a good job. They may have uh, quite good money. They can be quite well off. They can have a happy family. And yet they just don't really feel any joy or pleasure because of all those things and people around them. So that's, that's what distinguishes sadness from depression. Because if you are only sad you will still probably be happy about many things that are in your life. If you are clinically depressed, most likely you are not going to be happy about anything, even those things that are going great in your life. So um, that's one of the things. Then um, with sadness, uh, we may feel um, quite low, quite sad, for example, for a few days or for a day, um, then feel a bit better, then it may come back, but it will never be very long and we will still be able to enjoy all those normal things usual things that we are doing normally so like our favorite uh, tv show or uh, we would enjoy the food that we like also we may we may be also happy to spend time with our friends and enjoy that so that's sadness right one day you may feel sad but uh, but you are not like completely sad but in the case uh, of clinical depression, every activity that once in the past used to be enjoyable and the person took pleasure in doing something, those activities are no longer interesting or pleasurable and the person is not even looking forward to do anything of these activities that in the past uh, they were looking um, for to do. So that's, that's the depression um, as compared to sadness. Also, um, when you are experiencing sadness, um, it is quite common that you'll be still able to sleep um, as usual. So your sleep pattern will not be really uh, in any way um, like affected. You may, for example, well, have a problem to fall asleep, but then when you fall asleep already, already when you fall asleep, you will be able to more or less sleep uh, the eight hours and you will feel pr pretty refreshed in the morning. So um, that's when you are sad. But and also, um, yeah, and and also um, the same is with eating. You will not really feel a loss of appetite, at least not for a long time, maybe for half a day, maybe for a day. But uh, your eating pattern will not be distorted. But with depression, um, it's different because also, one of the symptoms of depression is that um, your sleep patterns um, are completely different. Um, so, for example, people with depression may have difficulties uh, falling asleep. 
uh, or if they fall, fell asleep, they can wake up quite a few times in the night. So in the end of the day, they are not getting enough sleep. Or there are other, other patients with depression that can actually sleep for a very long time, much longer than they should, but they still feel depressed, low on energy. So um, this is one of the things that is differentiating between uh, between just being sad and, and being depressed is about the sleep patterns and also about um, eating patterns. Um, so also whether you lose weight or not, because in depression, losing weight, for example, can be, uh, can be one of the symptoms. And um, another thing to say is about this guilt that I was talking um, when I was explaining um, the symptoms of depression. If you are clinically depressed, you will feel worthless and you will experience guilt um, all the time. And as I've previously mentioned, it doesn't really have to uh, be linked to any particular situation or any particular characteristic of yourself. It's just the general sense of being not good enough, being worthless, uh, being a burden to your family or, or to your friends feeling guilty about it or about something else um, so that's when you are depressed when you are sad you will most likely not uh, not really experience uh, those feelings of worthlessness or you will not feel guilty about everything that is happening in the world or or in your family so that's another another criteria um, another criterion that is um, distinguishing between just sadness and depression and finally um, the symptom that uh, I mentioned here quite a few times, it's about su suicidal ideation or thoughts of um, doing something uh, to yourself, um, planning a suicide or attempting uh, suicide uh, or any other kind of self-harm. That is something that is um, present only um, when people are clinically depressed. If you are said you will not go that far you will not think about suicide you will not think about doing any self-harm to yourself and you will most likely not attempt the suicide um, because you are just sad right it's you know today you are sad but tomorrow you may not be sad but with clinical depression um, suicidal ideation is one of the well the most important symptoms so basically that's um, that's the the differences between being sad and being clinically depressed well i hope that you know um everyone who listened um to this podcast they will just realize how serious depression can be and it's just not let us not underestimate the symptoms and what clinically depressed people are going throughout because it's it's hard. I can only imagine how hard it can be to feel a burden on the closest person to you, on your family and the loved one. It, it's hard to feel like you're not worthy, not good enough all the time. And the most dangerous part is, you know, to deal with suicidal thoughts. And me personally, I heard and and sad the saddening it's 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 heartbreaking. I heard so many stories and about people who will just leave this world. You know, they leave their families, and you know what is scary about the whole 
thing mm -hmm. is that when one decides to leave, although they have a family, they are like they had a newborn baby, but they did not leave any notice, not a single word, how this can be. This is how can depression affects our minds. How can one who receives a baby and you know having a job and so on cannot feel all these blessings? But it's not their fault exactly. it's because mm. they're having depression. We need to understand that it's not their fault. Yeah, it's, and as as you said, you know, um, postnatal depression is also quite common and. That's maybe even more um, tricky to diagnose because many women who actually have postnatal depression, they try to hide it because, as you said, you know, um, people around them would judge them like, well, you've just had a baby and you don't you don't feel any happiness, you don't feel any joy, you don't feel being blessed, right? So no one no one uh, wants to show it. No woman who actually is going through postnatal depression and who is struggling um, after having a child would uh, really, ex well, lots of those women are not very uh, willing to express that uh, they actually need help because postnatal depression is as any other depression. It needs, it needs to be treated. So, um, yeah, but I fully agree with you that um, it's very difficult um, when you start experiencing the symptoms of depression um, because, um, well, the stigma, um, the judgment that you can get from other people, even those, those ones that are close to you, you never know how people would, uh, would react. Even your, your family may not be very happy um, that actually someone in the family is experiencing um, symptoms of a mental illness because in the end of the day this is uh, how we think about depression uh, that's why i at the beginning said that it's important to switch the way we are thinking about uh, for example depression because it's a it's an illness as any other illness it's you know it's nothing more stigmatizing really than than having you know endometriosis or uh, arthritis or something else like at least this is how we should be looking at it.